91st Psalm. I feel very uh, humbled in the presence of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. How many have ever had to run to the cross? Holding higher chains that have been broken with thanksgiving in your heart. I'm finally free. I'm finally free. I've allowed myself, and, and what are you free to be? Sweetly broken and completely and wholly surrendered to God. So many things try to prevent us from entering into that place of being gently, sweetly broken by God and being completely surrendered to Him. Oh, God, help us. Psalm 91, verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I just want to take a little while, and I, I'm going to say I'll, I'm going to preach, but I may, I may do more teaching. I want to talk to you about the secret place. The secret place. Lord, thank you for the gathering of people here tonight, your people. Thank you for the touch of the Holy Ghost that we can sense. Thank you, God, for the healing of our hearts, for deliverance that you bring so readily. God, we give you praise. I thank you for your word that is a lamp to our feet, light unto our path. Help it to feed us today. We humble ourselves and surrender to your holy word. Let anointing, anointing, anointing of the Holy Ghost move through the word of God as it is preached. Let it touch our hearts and open our eyes. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. The secret place. What a place that the Bible describes here. The scripture teaches us he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So it's important for us to understand what that shadow of the Almighty really is. That shadow of the Almighty is that protective place. In fact, when Peter walked by in the book of Acts, he had grown so comfortable in the secret place of the Most High that, that even when his own shadow cast, that it fell upon people who were sick and they were healed. Under the shadow of the Almighty is a place of healing. Under the shadow of the Almighty is a place of protection. Under the shadow of the Almighty is a place of divine providence. And he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. We need to become acquainted again with the secret place of the Most High God. All of our answers that we are seeking are going to be found in the secret place of the Most High God. Whatever you are worrying about right now, you can take those things you are worrying about and you can bring them into the secret place and find rest, hallelujah, for your weary soul. You can find peace for your worried mind in the secret place of the Most High God. It is absolutely necessary for each and every person to understand what the secret place is. Before I launch too much further into this presentation, let me, let me tell you what the secret place is in its truest, purest form. And then, of course, what the secret place in, is in its most practical application. The secret place can be traced back 
to when Moses was asking God to show him his glory. And the Lord let Moses know that's impossible. I, I cannot show you my glory for no man can see my face and live. You are of a fallen nature. You are of the earth earthy. There is no way you can look upon my glorious countenance and be alive to tell anybody about it. But he pressed on. I must see your glory. Somehow, some way, you have got to show me because I've come so far. I know there's more. And I want to experience all of you that I can have. And the Lord said, admitted. Let me tell you something. If you want to get something from God, you want to know God, learn about God, persist in prayer. He will reveal himself. But only the hungry and the thirsty shall be filled. And Moses persisted in prayer. Show me thy glory. And the Lord said, I, of course, cannot show you my full face. But there is a place. There is a place. Now, there had always been a place. Always. There had always been this location. It's a spiritual location. And people would sometimes even stumble into it through hunger, through thirst, and find God. This is how Noah found grace in a generation that was full of wickedness. He found the place, a place that was secret. The reason it's secret is not because God doesn't want anybody to know about it. It is secret because it is invisible. It is only spiritually discerned. It cannot be discerned through physical sensations because our physical sensations are of a fallen nature. It can only be spiritually discerned. Eye hath not seen. Ear hath not heard. Neither hath it entered into the heart of man. All of the things that God has prepared. So there, there, there is a place, but, but it's a secret place. And it's by me. It's in the cleft of the rock. This is a very important statement. The cleft, the cleaving of the rock. Now we know who the rock is. That rock followed them. And that rock was Christ. The breaking of the rock. The cleaving of the rock. The cleft of the rock. This occurred in the life and in the body of Christ at Calvary's cross. Where his side was pierced. Where his back was lashed. Where his head was imprinted by thorns. Where his nail, the nails entered his hands and his feet. The rock was pierced. Claved, cleaved, and opened. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the secret place. That's why Paul called it the mystery of the Gentiles, which had been held a mystery for generation after generation, but now is made known unto you. So Moses followed the instructions of the Lord and he entered into this place, this secret place into the cleft of the rock, which was symbolic of the real rock, who was going to emerge, glory to God, into Israel's life and into the life of the world to be the Savior of all mankind. This is why we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Because He is the rock of ages. Cleft for me. When we say cleft for me, we, we get lost sometimes in the poetry of, of some of those most beautiful songs. But when we say rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. What we're saying is rock of ages be crucified on my behalf and open the body of Christ so that I can enter into the body of Christ and receive salvation for my soul. Rock of ages cleft for me. Break open for me. Allow yourself to be the sacrificial lamb so that you can open up that precious blood to whosoever will. This is the secret place. 
And you're not going to hear about it from CNN. And you're not going to hear about it from NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, Fox, or any other acronym or news agency. Because it is secret. It is spiritually discerned. You enter into it, hallelujah, through seeking after the face of Almighty God. And if you'll dwell there, you'll abide under his shadow. If you'll spend time in the secret place, the glories and the wonders and the powers of Almighty God will be revealed to you. You will walk in faith. You will live in grace. You will have perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Joy in the midst of sorrow. Glory to God. Love that casts out fear. This all comes from the shadow of the Almighty. And he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We all like to talk about when Moses stretched out that rod over the Red Sea. The Lord said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he stretched out the rod over the Red Sea and the waters parted. The Bible said they congealed. They stood up on as a heap. They were like a gelatin as they stood there at attention to the word of Almighty God. And the children of Israel walked through on dry ground. We like to talk about when he took the same rod and smote the rock when they were thirsty and water poured out. We like to talk about when he, when he called upon God for food and bread was rained from the heavens. Miracles. When the, when the waters were, were poisonous to them and he put a tree in the water and the waters, the bitter waters were healed. Oh, beautiful. Those are, that's called the shadow of the Almighty. Those things happen when you're under the shadow of the Almighty. That doesn't just happen because you devise your own way. That doesn't happen when you launch out trying to figure it out on your own. This happens because you are abiding under the shadow of the almighty God. But to really understand where this started, you're going to have to go back to a secret place where Moses was all alone on the backside of a desert. Everybody say all alone. On the backside of a desert. And a bush was burning but not consuming. And a voice came out from the bush that was burning but not being consumed. That said, I am that I am. Go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I am calling you to go back into Egypt. Now, now you understand why I let you grow up in Egypt in the first place. You might have felt displaced from your family. You might have felt like the oddball in your family. You might have felt like everything was stacked against you and that it was unfair. But now you know. Hallelujah. And if you'll spend some time in the secret place, you will begin to understand why things happened the way they did. God has a purpose for you. And if you continue to try to arrogantly figure it out on your own, you will remain in confusion. But if you'll spend time in the secret place, God, your creator, will speak to you and give you direction and give you understanding. And so Moses, Moses wasn't a Red Sea parter at that point. Moses wasn't a bread caller downer just yet. Moses wasn't slapping rocks and bringing water out at this moment in his life. He was simply trying to tend sheep. And he would pass by a bush. The Bible doesn't say how often he passed it by. I don't know if he passed it by one day and thought, well, that is strange, a bush just burning. Passed it the next day and it was still burning. I don't know. I just know that he said, now I will turn aside. How long does God have to do something miraculous in your life for you to finally turn aside and see what thus saith the Lord? So if you want to know how to part Red Seas, how to call water and bread from the spiritual places, it starts in the secret place. 
It starts when you are. This is the, we understand what the true spiritual meaning of the secret place is. It's in Jesus. The hope of glory is in Jesus. All of the mysteries of the world are wrapped up in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Marriage is a mystery. We had a wedding yesterday and we talked about the fact that marriage is a mystery and people trying to figure that mystery out on their own are going to to, to, to wonder for years trying to figure it out. You're never going to figure it out on your own. It is Christ and the church. It's a mystery. It is found in Jesus Christ. Every mystery that you face in life, the solution to it is in Jesus Christ. That's the true spiritual understanding of the spiritual, the, the, the secret place. The practical application of the secret place is to literally go to a place in secret and seek God. Find Him. Feel after Him. Pray to Him until He speaks to you. Call on His mighty name. Until he opens up his heart and gives to you what you need to hear. I remember, I remember when I first started preaching, I was so zealous. I was young. I was 15 years old. I was so zealous. My first revival, we had, I didn't even know how to preach yet. I, my, my, in fact, I preached and um, I preached to the young people. And young people, y'all need to be thankful you didn't have to sit through one of my sermons. My dad and I would travel, and dad would preach to the adults, and I would preach to the young people. And what they would do is they'd go through the whole service, and then when it was time for the preaching, they would, my dad would get up to preach, and and before they'd introduce him, they'd say, now our young people are going to go out to the youth room or the fellowship hall or the chapel or wherever they had designated for us to have our little service. And, uh, and they're going to have a service with Brother Joel Urshan. And I'm over there just, I mean, I'm just like ready to preach. I got five pages of notes. I'm ready to just, I'm ready to lay it down. We go into the other room. I get up. I open my Bible. I read my scripture. And I announce my title. And I preach all five pages of notes. In five minutes. We come back into the main sanctuary and they haven't even been seated yet from when dad was taking his text in time. It was, it was pretty bad, folks. But something happened. Something, something really amazing happened. One day I, I, I got up to preach and the Holy Ghost hit me from the top of my head and it, it struck like lightning. And it grounded me. It, it went to the sole of my feet. I was, I was electrified under the anointing of God. And it was after that service that the children's uh, department head ministry leader went to the pastor and said, you need to have that young man come back and preach. So the pastor prayed about it and he said, it seems good to me and the Holy Ghost. So he called and asked me to come preach a full-fledged revival. 600 people in the sanctuary. Sunday through Sunday. Only night, rest night was a Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I, you remember those days, that's right. That's good old-fashioned revival, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Only thing we didn't have was a brush arbor. Amen. And so I was, I was kind of excited and very nervous and was all set. And I remember... My dad had me preach a youth service just to get me, you know, kind of prepared about two months out. I got up and preached that, and it was more bad preaching. And he called the pastor, and he said, listen, I don't know if this is such a great idea, to be honest with you. I just don't know if he's ready. And the pastor said, but the Lord spoke to me and told me to have him come. So dad said, you know, we can't resist the Holy Ghost. So, so I went to Huntington, West Virginia, Brother Edwin Harper, and I preached. I remember walking in and saying to him, I, listen, I had three sermons for about nine sermons that I had to preach. I only had three sermons ready. And before the revival started, two of those merged into one. 
Now I'm down to two sermons. It was bad, folks. It did not look good. I walked in. I told Brother Harper, I said, I don't know if I can do this. He just said, you're going to do just fine. I got up and preached, and the same anointing that had touched me before came upon me again. I was 15 years old, and I, each night the Holy Ghost would visit us and fall upon us. I remember the last night. We ended up with 16 people receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Five were baptized in Jesus' name. Three were miraculously healed. I, I remember the last night I was so, I felt so excited for Jesus. I said, I want everybody in this house who has a need in their life to come forward. I'm going to lay hands on you. 600 people came down to the front. I was a literal uh, dish rag by the time that service was over. But something happened in me that I could never look back. I could never turn around. And, and so revival, I started preaching more revivals. And, and healings began to take place. And people began to receive the Holy Ghost. And there's a reason why young men are for, we just say young men are for war. Because they have such zeal and such passion. And many times they just won't accept no as an answer from the enemy. And they just press on until God moves on their behalf. And I remember that happening. I was preaching another revival. And we preached three nights. And nothing happened. Not a soul was moved. It was dry. I could feel the dryness. I could tell something wasn't happening. And I remember, Brother Wilson, when I went to that Sunday night service... I said, I'm not going to eat this Sunday afternoon. I'm just going to stay at the church and pray this Sunday afternoon because we need to see a Holy Ghost outpouring and a touch of Almighty God. And so I went around that sanctuary, 15 years old, and I just took a little bitty tip of anointing oil. I didn't go throw it on all the furniture, but just a little tip of that anointing oil. And I'd touch a little discreet part of each chair in the pew in that sanctuary. And I'd say, in the name of Jesus, whoever sits on this pew, speak to them and move on them in the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. You know what? I was the only one in the building that day. Me and Jesus. It was the secret place it was the secret place and when the folks walked in that night they didn't know it but it was like somebody had put a buzzer on each of their seats when the spirit of God began to move they weren't sitting back now and just relaxing and enjoying the show but there was a holy momentum that was getting a hold of them and it was because of prayer and fasting. Let me tell you something ladies and gentlemen. We can't afford to be a prayerless people. We can't afford to be a people who aren't fasting and calling upon the name of our God. Our church our world needs a church in revival. This world needs a church who spends time in the secret place of the most high God hallelujah if we will seek God in the secret place he will reward us openly hallelujah the book of Matthew on the the sermon on the mount Jesus explains how the Lord operates he tells us that we are to pray how we're supposed to pray and how we're not supposed to pray he said, verse 1 of Matthew chapter 6, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. And thy father, hear this, hear this, which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Here's what you have to understand about Almighty God. He sees in secret. He doesn't look at what happens openly. He looks at what happens in secret. And if we will do something in secret, it unlocks his blessings to operate in the open. Everybody looks at what happens openly and they admire that. But what happens openly is only a reflection of what happened in secret. 
Everybody wants to part a Red Sea. Hallelujah. Everybody wants to bring down a wall of Jericho. Everybody wants to bring down a Goliath. But if you want to do those things, you've got to spend time in the secret place. God didn't see David on the battlefield in the valley of Elah. That's not where God noticed David. That's where Israel noticed David. That's where David's brothers noticed David. That's where Saul noticed David. That's where the world saw David. But God saw David a long time before that. When he was in the secret place. Out on the, out on the hillsides of Judea. Saying the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. When nobody was watching, David was dancing. And that's where God said, that's him. Nobody else was voting for him, but that's him. Nobody else was heralding his name just yet, but that's him. That's the man after my own heart. I don't care what other people think of him. I don't care if they'll vote for him or not. I don't care if he's the most popular kid in the class or not. I don't care if he's elected the most likely to whatever. I'm telling you, I have chosen him. I have selected him. He loves me. He serves me. He knows me. He has spent time with me where I see things happening in secret. That's where God sees. So so if, if if the only relationship you have with God is one that is out in the open, then, then God doesn't even see that. He sees in secret. This, this is where the eyes of the Lord are. They are in secret. Thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray. Standing in the synagogues. In the corners of the streets. That they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Thank you. He rewards you openly. When you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Take time and really pray. Take time and open up your mouth and think about what is in your heart and let it out. Oh God, Lord, you have been so kind to me. Your love is everlasting, your love is unfailing. When I fail, you do not fail. You are a strong tower for me, oh God. You are that ever-present help, oh God. And I praise you and I love you and I worship you. Speak to him straight from your heart. When you're in pain, tell him. Tell him exactly how much pain you feel. Don't hold anything back. He's a big God. He can handle it. Go to the secret place when you're confused. Go to the secret place when you're embarrassed. Go to the secret place when you think there's no hope. Go to the secret place. Go to the secret place. Hallelujah. Go to the secret place and meet with the Father. That's where he is. He's in the secret place. He's not on the platform. He's in the secret place. Glory to God. Oh, yeah, what an amazing guy he was. Gideon, 
What an amazing guy. He had 32,000 troops. They were, they were cut down to 10,000 troops, cut down to 300 troops. And he's going to face the war machine of the Midianites who have absolutely exercised total dominance over the children of Israel. And he's going to go in without any weapons. All of their weapons have been taken from them. Israel has no weaponry. And Gideon has 300 men. And their qualification for being in his army was that they could drink water right from a brook and they walk down into the Midianite camp and they're holding nothing but a pitcher hallelujah with 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 fire inside and he tells them no when I give you the signal we're gonna break that pitcher and let that light shine and we're gonna shout the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon that's exactly what they did 300 men against tens of thousands of Midianite soldiers. And when they did, the Midianites ran off. What victory? What victory has been wrought? Yeah, Gideon's a pretty cool Bible character. But I wish you could have seen him in the secret place. That vulnerable place where nobody else stood. He was threshing wheat by a wine press. The Bible says that an angel of the Lord showed up in the secret place. That's where the angels are. They're in the secret place. That's where they come. That's where they do their business. They do it in the secret place. They give you directions. They're ministers to the heirs of salvation. They bring you messages from the Lord. And those messages are rooted in the word of God. Let me tell you something. This is why the Bible says try every spirit whether it be of God. There's a reason for that. Because when God speaks, He speaks in secret. He speaks to the heart of man and woman. And so somebody could come along and they could say, I was in secret. And the Lord appeared to me. And He told me that I am to write another testament of Jesus Christ. He told me I'm to create a third testament and that that has just as much weight as the Old Testament and the New Testament. It happened in secret. Try that spirit, whether that be of God. How do I try that spirit? You compare it to the word of God. And when you look into the word of God and you read that no one is to add to or to subtract from this word lest they be accursed and that no one is to preach another gospel unto you. Even if it were we or an angel from heaven, let them be accursed. When you look at it and say it is not of God, the Bible teaches you what is and what is not of the Lord. But when somebody comes to you and says, the Lord has given me a word in the secret place. And it is found in the scriptures. And it is scripturally accurate. And it has its consistency in the word of the Lord. The ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, hallelujah, that God has given them a word in the secret place. Samuel. Samuel. Eli, you called? I didn't call. Go lay down. Samuel. Eli. You need something? I didn't call you. Samuel. Eli. Don't be messing with me now. You and I are the only ones in here, right? And then Eli perceived that it was the Lord who was talking to the child. And he said, when you go to hear that voice again, I want you to say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Yeah, we'd all like the ministry of Samuel. We'd all like the ministry of David. We'd all like the ministry of Gideon. We'd all like the ministry of Moses. How about Joshua? The walls of Jericho come down flat before him and the children of Israel. That's a reward of God openly. That is validation of ministry. That is fruit that has been given to Joshua. But oh, if you could see him in secret when he's trying to contemplate what to do next. He didn't go ask everybody for their opinion. He didn't even call a great big council. Even though there's safety in the multitude of council, 
But he went to the place where he knew the counsel would be so sound and so solid. He went into the secret place. And while in the secret place, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord showed up. The captain of the Lord's host. And Joshua learned some things in that experience. He looked up. He saw the Bible says it was a tall, valiant man. And, and this, this huge, massive soldier, a, a, a soldier in the Lord's army is standing there before him. The captain of the Lord's host is standing before him. And Joshua had one question. Are you with us or are you with our enemy? And the captain of the Lord's host, I love his answer. He said, neither. I'm a captain of the Lord's host. Let me tell you what that means. That means just because you have an agenda doesn't mean God is all about your agenda. God has a purpose. You have to link up with him and sync up with him. So the angel of the Lord said, I'm not, I'm not trying to do what you want me to do, Joshua. And I'm not for your enemies. I am on the Lord's side. So I have a question for you. Who is on the Lord's side? And so Joshua received a word from the Lord in the secret place. And it emboldened him to go forth and do what the Lord had called him to do. And, and when you get a word from the Lord in the secret place, it doesn't matter how crazy it sounds. You're going to do what the Lord told you to do. That's how convincing it is when you receive the word in the secret place. Can you imagine how excited Joshua was and how non-excited his, his uh, captains were when he came back and said, Listen, I got the game plan. You guys are going to love this. Rolls out the map on the table and says, We're going to walk around the city one time a day for six days. And on the seventh day, we're going to walk around seven times. We're going to take seven priests with seven ram's horns, walk around seven times. And when we get to the seventh time, we're going to shout hallelujah. We're going to shout. And here's what we don't, don't all the time consider, is that while they weren't talking, they were blowing the ram's horn. They weren't talking, but they were making a joyful noise unto the Lord. All the time they were walking around the walls of Jericho. So this is what the Lord told Joshua when he was in the secret place. He said, if you want the wall to come down in your life, just keep walking. Keep walking. Regardless of what comes your way, don't stop walking. Don't stop walking. Just keep on walking. Just keep on walking. When you hit a road bump, keep on walking. Hallelujah. When you run into some problems and some adversaries in the way keep on walking I've come to preach to somebody tonight this is what you'll get in the secret place keep being faithful keep worshiping keep praying don't stop believing continue 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 until it's time to shout the victory and the walls will come down glory to God hallelujah See, we like the Sunday shout, but the walls of Jericho coming down involved a lot more walking than it did shouting. Sunday shout is great, but it cannot replace a daily walk Whew, around the walls. If you've got walls that are containing your promise, just walk around those walls. Be faithful unto the Lord. This is what happens when you get into the secret place. Peter's sin, anybody remember Peter's sin? His denial of Jesus Christ. Peter's sin was open. It was in the wide open. It was so open that, that everybody knew it. It stuck with him. It was now a stigma in his life. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes people in the body of Christ have a failure that is so wide open. There's no escaping the fact that people saw it and people now associate you with it. That was what Peter experienced. His denial of Jesus Christ was in the wide open and it was recorded in the Bible. The same Bible that talks about his message on Pentecost talks about his sin at the cross. The same Bible that records his, his message at Cornelius' house talks about his utter and complete failure 
in denying Jesus Christ. When you have an experience like that where failure is, is just breathing down your neck. When failure is just in your face. There's only one place to go. The Bible says that Peter left the scene and he ran to a secret place. And he wept bitterly before the Lord. One of the things I love about the secret place is that in the secret place, you can cry as hard as you want to cry. You can groan and travail. You can even complain in the secret place. The book of Psalms, the book of Psalms has in it as much lamentation as it does psalm. We think of the book of Psalms as a book of praise, 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 praise. There's just as much lamentation in that book as there is praise. But that's the beautiful thing about the secret place. That you can come in and you, you, you really, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to come in put on a show for God. It's not like you're going to fool him. You don't have to put on a fake smile and shake his hand and act like everything is fine. He already knows what you're going through. Just lay it all down in the secret place. Hallelujah. 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 See, when you come out of the secret place... You come out of the secret place into the wide open with humility. It is right and it is good to serve God wide open, publicly, but with humility. And humility comes from only one place, and that's the secret place. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could just love him right now. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I want somebody to run to the cross right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift up our hands and praise the Lord right now. Come on, let's praise the Lord right now. Let's praise the Lord right now. Let's praise the Lord right now. Come on, let's love him together right now. Let's praise his name. Come on, church, that's right. Let's praise the Lord right now. Let's worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to the cross I run. I want us to stand to our feet if we could. I want to, I want to say that We have to return to the secret place. The problems that you and I have experienced in this life and the things that you feel are overwhelming right now are so because you have not spent time in the secret place. 
Now we have to put everything in perspective. Don't let Facebook steal your secret place time. Don't let Instagram steal your secret place time. Find time, make time to come into the secret place. This world needs a church that understands the shadow of the Almighty God. Lord, send your shadow upon this world in which we're living. Spread your shadow out over this world, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. We're situated on this day, the Sunday, right after the Republican National Convention and right before the Democratic National Convention. And not one politician has the answer for what this world needs. What this world needs is a praying church. A praying church. A church that spends time in the secret place. A church that gets lost in the presence of the Lord. A church that spends time communing with God. When was the last time that the Lord arrested your attention? He couldn't because you were so distracted by so many other things. But tonight we lay those things down. We lay aside every weight. We lay aside every sin. And we enter into the secret place of the Most High God. And the Father who sees in secret rewards us openly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want somebody who's going to commit to spend time in the secret place. I want you to come down here tonight. Come on. Come on down here in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord, I'm spending time in the secret place. I'm spending time in the secret place. Something changes tonight. Something changes tonight. I'm not just going to talk about problems. I'm going to pray about them. I'm not just going to worry about what tomorrow holds. I'm going to seek the face of God until something changes on my behalf. In the name of Jesus, come on, somebody bring your kids into the secret place. Somebody bring your family into the secret place. Come on, that's it. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. To the cross I run. That's where we're going. That's the secret place. Holding high my chains. Holding high my chains under. I am finally free. Sweetly broken, sweetly broken, holy surrendered to the cross I run, holding high my holding chains, high my chains undone. I can finally be finally, finally free, free to be sweetly broken, sweetly broken, holy surrendered to the cross I run. Cross holding I am finally free, free, free to be sweetly broken, sweetly broken, holy surrendered to the cross I run, holding high my chains undone. I am finally free, free to be. Sweetly broken, sweetly broken, holy surrender, surrender. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, holding high my chains undone. Thank you, Jesus. I am finally free, free to be sweetly broken, holy surrender at the cross. You beckon me. Yes, Lord. Draw me gently. Draw me gently. To my knees and I am <laughs> lost for words. Lost in love. I am sweetly broken. broken. Holy surrender to the cross I run. To the cross I run. Holding high my chains undone. Holding high my I am finally free. Oh, my God, my God. Free. Sweetly broken, sweetly broken, holy surrendered into the cross 
With men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I want you just to lift that thing up to God right now. Lift it up to God right now. We're taking it into the secret place. We're taking it into the secret place. We're taking it into the place where the Father is, where the Father sees. We're taking it into the place where the Father sees and we're keeping it there. This is a place where angels move and operate. This is Jacob's ladder where angels ascend and descend. Come on, that's it. Step into that place. Step into that secret place. Bring it to God right now and say, God, I leave this. I give this to you in the name of Jesus. Come on, let your pain spill out. Let your praise ascend in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. Enter into that place with God right now. Enter into that place with God right now. Take the impossibilities, relationships that seem impossible, provisions that seem impossible. Woo, hallelujah. God's getting ready to do it. God's getting ready to do it. Come on, that's it. We're making this a matter of prayer. This is the matter of prayer. This is what we're bringing into the secret place. We're not going to worry about it. We're going to pray about it. We're going to bring it before God. We're going to bring it before God. Oh, yeah. And to the cross I run. To the cross I run. High, my chains undone. Finally free. That's it. That's it. God has something for you. God has something for you right now. That's it. Open up your heart and let the Lord do a work. Open up your heart and let the Lord do a work right now. Holding high my chains undone 
that is driven by sensationalism driven by feelings and there seems to be a bondage among the people of this world that they are led by their feelings and that they don't know how to overcome what it is that they're feeling I'm telling you that the Holy Ghost can give you victory over any feeling that's not of God any feeling that's not of God he can give you victory over and overcome it in the name of Jesus Christ. Go ahead and call upon God right now. If you have a feeling in you that's not of God and you know that the enemy is trying to plant it in your soul, say, God, I give it to you right now. And I release it to you right now in the name of Jesus. I release it to you right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. There's a miracle in your feelings. There's a miracle that's going to happen inside of your feelings. God is going to give you the desires of your heart. New desires. New desires. Holy desires, holy desires, righteous desires. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. At the cross you yes, Lord. beckon me, beckon me, draw me gently to my knees and I'm lost for words so lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, I'm wholly surrendered, Lord. At the cross you, at the cross you beckon me, beckon me, draw me gently, draw me gently to my knees and I Lost for words, so lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender. Oh, thank you, Jesus. At thank you, Jesus. <laughs> me, draw me gently to, to my, my knees, knees and I am lost for words, so, so lost, in, lost love, in love, sweetly broken, holy surrender to Holding high my chains undone, I am finally free, free to be sweetly broken, holy surrendered to the cross I run. Holding high my chains undone, I am finally free. Free, free, free. 